seen one like you before. Almost human. Welcome to Arnie Geddon. I'm Cam Smith. And I'm Tony G. And we're here for this mini episode to do a breaking news update. Tony, why are we here? Well, I don't know if it's breaking news anymore. Breaking news. <laughs> such as the nature of podcasting. But uh, a couple days ago, the Terminator Dark Fate trailer just dropped, or the new trailer. And uh, we just wanted to take a look at it. We figure people who are tuning into this podcast are probably anxiously awaiting the uh, release of that movie. That's right. And so, Tony, what did we really see in this trailer? Like, did it give a good vibe as to what you would hope from a James Cameron-produced Terminator movie? Well, put it this way, Cam. I think that things could be a lot worse. Although... (laughs) They have been worse. (laughs) Yeah. Although, not judging from the reaction that people have had online. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into the reaction in a sec, because I think that's been interesting. But what was your reaction when you watched it? Uh, you know, I was actually, I saw it, and I was actually pretty excited. I think it looks kind of interesting. Uh, I also watched a little mini clip of James Cameron basically talking the movie up and telling everyone how great it was going to be. Um, I don't know if I'm all the way convinced. I don't think James Cameron has almost anything to do with this movie. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. <laughs> to be to be determined. He's like a paid hype man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it looks interesting. We've got um, a a character apparently a uh, a new kind of Terminator or maybe another Terminator human hybrid, uh, Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very good in the movie Tully. <laughs> Which I haven't seen. Yep. But uh, she looks pretty tough in the movie. She's shown, uh, you know, blocking a piece of rebar and fighting uh, what seems to be uh, some kind of hybrid between the T-800 and the T-1000, played they, by Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He played Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's getting his own spinoff as well. But, you know, it's interesting. Post, uh, you know, the T-1000 in Terminator 2... They've never had any idea how to make anything that was an improvement on that Terminator well, at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that the glimpses I'm getting of this one are like filling me with confidence that they've really cracked the next phase of Terminator that's going to wow the world. But Well, who knows? I mean, maybe Gabriel Luna is the next Robert Patrick. But, you know, so I actually was pretty excited. And I really, I, I'm excited to see this movie. I, I thought it was a great trailer. Um, but how about you, Cam? What did you think? I think it was not great to really build this up as a James Cameron return to a Terminator. Because, like, I watched the trailer and I'm like, yep, this looks like the same Terminator movie I've seen the last couple of them. Like, I like T3. Uh, Genesis? Well, we'll get to that down the road. I still haven't seen Genesis. That's, that's right. That's our uh, our dirty secret here in Arnegan. But I do wonder how much mileage there is at this point on these movies where it's a chase film where, you know, a small group of people are being chased by an evil Terminator. I don't know that this is giving me enough to be like, wow, this really looks like something new and innovative. Well, I don't know if new and innovative is what we need because we... Well, we might. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on. You didn't didn't get a little bit excited when uh, Linda Hamilton rolled up in the... 
the the red car there or the red truck and uh, looking exactly like Arnold in Terminator Two when he shows up coming out with a the auto shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come uh, on, that was oh, pretty cool. One hundred percent. But that's also a trend now. We saw you know Jamie Lee Curtis come back in the new Halloween reboot. Uh, this this is becoming a big thing now is to like trot out the old stars again and yes it works 100% every single time because of my nostalgia for those original two films that's right i don't know and what we saw i mean we saw a snowplow uh knocking over a lot of cars i think it's hard to imagine that scene not being awesome on the big screen no i agree uh if there's a couple hesitations i have it's that it looks a little bit like they're moving away from some of the practical effects and into more digital effects. And as we've seen in a whole bunch of not just Terminator movies, but Schwarzenegger movies, uh, you know, that can go either way, really. Yeah, like there's a shot of two planes colliding that looks like crap in the trailer. Like that's a shot I would have held until maybe the, you know, second trailer when they've actually had a little more time on the CG. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it looks like crap. <laughs> it looks like turbulence, the Ray Liotta movie. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's that bad. The um, the there's a scene of uh, Gabriel Luna, I guess, somehow duplicating himself. Yeah, down... that's the new, I guess, thing that these Terminators can do. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, separate the liquid metal from the skeleton. Uh, it's not quite clear what exactly kind of his powers are or or what kind of Terminator he is. But going back to your, you know, the digital versus the practical, I don't know how much to just lay that at the feet of Cameron, too. At this point in his life, James Cameron is a completely digital filmmaker. You know, he's doing these Avatar sequels. And I don't know that he really even cares that much about how much practical stuff is going on in these movies. Well, you said it. We don't really know just how much James Cameron was involved in this. I he's, mean, he's, he, he's living in Pandora. Yeah, he, he's, he's on the, the books as... Uh, the producer, he owns some measure of the rights, uh, which I guess he got from Hemdale or Annapurna. Yeah, Annapurna, yeah. Uh, or or whoever owned the rights at some point. Terminator, of course, uh, seems to bounce around every year or two to a different owner. Yeah, every time a movie flounders, the rights get passed on to someone else. Yeah, so James Cameron, he's on as the producer. He owns some of the rights. Uh, he has a story credit uh, along with four other people. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the the three alleged screenplay writers. Although this is all this is all what we've pulled off of, basically IMDb, which is notoriously untrustworthy yeah. until a movie's released. But in terms of the writers, I have heard a lot of rumors they're all involved, <laughs> which <laughs> fills me with nothing but concern. Because generally, when you see you know that many writers attached to a project, I go, oh, okay. And, like, some of the names, Billy Ray, he's pretty good. He did um, uh, Captain Phillips, the uh, Tom Hanks movie. He did a movie called Breach that was actually really good. Um, he's, you know, had his hits and misses. But I think overall he's a pretty solid, you know, studio writer. Uh, Justin Rhodes is new. I don't really know anything he's done at all. And David S. Goyer is the real question mark. He's a guy who's written a lot of crap. You didn't love Blade Three. No, I didn't. I didn't love Batman <laughs> v Superman. I didn't love The Man of Steel. I didn't love The Unborn. I didn't love Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> you, for a guy who doesn't like David S. Gore, you've sure seen a lot of his movies. I have. But he does have story credits on uh, Batman uh, Begins. He may have actually co-written Batman Begins, but he has a story credit on The Dark Knight, which is obviously one that he gets to now put next to his name on every credit from this point going forward. But, well, yeah, I am a little concerned just about the writers, this many being thrown onto it. Doesn't at least indicate to someone who hasn't seen the movie yet, so again, this is all pre-advance, you know, release, 
you know, murmurings. Like, who knows? Maybe the movie will come out and be great. But in terms of just looking at it from this point in time, it doesn't exactly sell the idea of it being a unified vision, like a really strong vision when you've got three writers having to figure this thing out. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I mean, we will see. The proof will be in the pudding, as they say. Now, he didn't feature very prominently in mm-hmm. this trailer, but uh, we do, of course, see a glimpse of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Basically, they open a door and he's standing in a cabin. Um and that's it. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. So I got to wonder just how heavily Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be featured. I can speculate. I think it's going to be a pretty minor role. In the movie, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's the star by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is the Linda Hamilton and uh, Mackenzie Davis show. As well as uh, N- Natalia Reyes, as uh, it seems the person they're protecting. Yeah, the John Connor of this iteration. Right. And, I mean, Arnold... You know, they had him front and center in Genesis. It did them no favors, really, at the box office. Well, I should I say that, but maybe the movie would have made even less without Arnold. But it's not <laughs> like that movie was a huge hit. So I don't know that putting Arnold front and center in your marketing is a guarantee for this thing to be a hit because we've already had Arnold's Return to the Terminator universe, and that movie didn't get a sequel. Now, uh, what do you think... Do you, I mean, do you care to speculate? What do you think Arnold's role is going to be in this movie? I mean, from the timeline and the thing is this movie is dismissing terminator 3 onwards this is just after terminator 2 but like do you think the guy who developed the t-800 the scientist who created the mold that became the famous t-800 would he be alive at this point in time he probably would be right i can't imagine why he wouldn't be yeah so he could be that scientist that's my hope honestly i don't really want to see aging Arnold keep being put back in Terminator mode Mm -hmm. like do something different Arnold's an older guy but he has a lot more acting experience at this point in his life than he did when he played the original Terminator so let's exploit that like get him to play a character who has those sort of that that feeling of you know what was the name of the famous Oppenheimer who created the atomic bomb right who has those sort of regrets what if Schwarzenegger is the guy who's created this Terminator that is going to destroy the world to a certain degree and he has to grapple with that in the past. I think that's interesting. Maybe he's the Dyson of this uh, of this Terminator movie. Right. But uh, although I am worried about that, because I, I mean, I think that's kind of the obvious conclusion. Again, he is currently listed on IMDb as the Terminator, but that means nothing. There's currently three actors listed as the Terminator on IMDb. He could even play you know, this other character, the creator of the Terminators, as well as the Terminator. He could have dual roles in this for all we know, and they're giving us just a glimmer in the trailer or in the teaser, so I do wonder if this may be the rare Terminator movie that doesn't give away the twist in the marketing. (laughs) Although that could go either way, because we have seen Schwarzenegger before playing the character that the T-800 Model 101 was... uh, modeled after in some uh in the was it the director's cut no it's the deleted scene from terminator 3 that's right yeah and that scene was deleted for a very good reason (laughs) yeah he kind of plays a a a jolly general of some kind or (laughs) military terrible (laughs) it's not very good (laughs) it's really bad um but i'll tell you one thing that excites me about this movie and then one thing that maybe has me a little cautious thing that excites me is this uh natalia reyes you know her playing danny ramos this character in the movie, allegedly Danny Ramos. We'll see when the movie comes out. But I mean, I like the idea of moving away from the Connor family. I hope this isn't the case. It's not the granddaughter of Sarah Connor. Like, I want to move in a different direction because I think 
if they want this to be a franchise that continues, they gotta break away from the Connor connections. You don't like Roseanne and Dan and Darlene and <laughs> Becky. Little, we don't we don't talk about little, Roseanne little, anymore. Little DJ, <laughs> Ro, sorry, wrong Connor family. <laughs> but I mean, to me, that just it, it it was great in those first two, even the third one. But it, it, you have to expand beyond that if you want this to be a franchise that has some legs to it. You forgot the fourth one. <laughs> and I won't comment on Genesis because I can't. Right. Do you agree Like that it's time to maybe move a little bit away, just widen up the world of Terminator? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you, Cam. You know, if there's one thing that, that people have an issue with in the Terminator franchise more than anything, it's probably that it's maybe getting a little bit tired yeah. to play the same, basically the same movie, Terminator and Terminator 2, over and over again without really adding anything new right right now i'll just get to like the one thing i'm cautious about i'm not a, a pessimistic but i'm cautious and that's the director tim miller um tim miller did the uh the, the movie deadpool the first one yep and that's it uh he has a background in visual effects so hey maybe the movie will look really cool hopefully he brings that to it but i mean i don't have a good sense of him as a director yet i mean deadpool was fairly well received sure uh i, I thought it was all right but it doesn't feel like a return to sort of these auteur directors. You know, James Cameron built this franchise with the first two where you had, you know, a master of technology and practical effects and all that bringing it to this story. And then, like, unlike the Alien franchise, the Terminator movies just kind of hired journeymen and were like, ah, I don't know, just make a Terminator movie. I'm hoping Tim Miller brings more to it than, like, you know, Alan Taylor or McGee did. I'd like to see him step up a bit as opposed to just be like, okay, I'll just try and do James Cameron. Well, uh, I mean, on this podcast, the only uh, the only films that we've reviewed so far are T1 through 3. Sure. I think we're going to get to Salvation pretty soon, though. In fact, it's on, our, it's on our list for our next episode. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. So, I mean, this will be a real uh, chance for Tim Miller to show his chops. You know, for, mm-hmm. for a directorial debut, Deadpool certainly wasn't bad. No, but it's not something where I looked at the action and thought, this is phenomenal stuff. No, but it's better than Piranha 2, say. That is very true. And, and, and look where that took James Cameron. <laughs> very true. Uh, I mean, there's one thing I think that the, the Terminator franchise as a whole kind of needs to be wary of. And this is just based, I mentioned it earlier, on the comments that I've seen online. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watched the trailer and, uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm a big Arnold fan, obviously. You're a big Arnold fan. Yeah. I'm a big Terminator fan. Uh, I'm absolutely going to be going and seeing this movie probably opening night. Yep. Uh, and, and I looked at the trailer. I mean, even if it wasn't a Terminator movie trailer, it's okay, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's not like it's a bad trailer. But I think that the Terminator franchise comes at this point with a lot of baggage. Big time. And I think... You know, a lot of people weren't particularly thrilled by this trailer. And yeah, I agree with you. It's not like it's a terrible trailer. I think it's just that there is so much baggage with the Terminator franchise. People genuinely want to see something that made them have similar uh, sensations to what they felt with, say, the marketing for Terminator 2. Where it looked like something that, you know, was going to be incredible. I don't think it looks like that yet. But I'm totally open to it being that. Yeah, so... But just looking at the reactions for the trailer makes me worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm worried that even if this movie is a good movie, if it's not great, if it's not spectacular, if it's not the returned to Terminator 2 
that uh, they're kind of hyping this movie as, that people are going to go way overboard on the hate for this movie. Yeah, I could see that, for sure. Uh, I, I think there's a real danger there. I do, but I mean, at this point, I don't know if there's anywhere for the Terminator franchise to go but up. Yeah, so basically, if this movie's not spectacular, there's a real, real possibility that it's a franchise killer. For sure. Well, you can look forward to our coverage of this movie when it opens, you know, on November 1st, and uh, we'll have an episode up very shortly after with a review of it. Now, do you think this is a movie that we can go see in IMAX 3D, or probably going to have a little bit more of a limited release, is my guess. We'll get rumble seats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you can, of course, track us at Pod on Twitter, or email us at ArnieGeddonPod at gmail.com. Next episode, we'll be back, of course, with our James Cameron episode for more Terminator stuff. And, uh, yeah, until then, we'll be back with the James Cameron episode. See you then.